Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A new report in the Wall Street Journal shows that Instagram is terrible for teenage girls and their body image. With internal documents from Facebook, parent company, to Instagram, linking the photo sharing app to body image issues for one in three teenage girls. Why is that? More importantly, what do we do about that? Jessica Holtzbauer is a licensed clinical social worker at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and an adjunct uh, instructor of psychiatry at the University of Utah. She joins us to help us break this down. Uh, Jessica, as we look at the the findings and the reports, Wall Street Journal got some uh, behind-the-scenes uh, conversations around uh, Facebook and Instagram and what they actually knew was going on. Uh, from a real practical standpoint, I think everyone knows this is not a good thing. Uh, and yet we keep doing this. Why Why are we not having a different conversation about this? I think it's a great question. And, and thank you so much for having me on because teens' use of, of social media is pervasive. We talk about this on a daily basis. It's a form of communication that nearly every adolescent uses to stay connected with, with friends and with the, the community. And so because of their frequent access, they are exposed on a daily, hourly, sometimes minute-by-minute basis to content that is curated to you know, show a particular image of an individual or of a group of individuals that's not necessarily a reflection of real life. I think that's so important. I, I always say looking at your life through comparison is always fatal vision. Uh, and yet 40% of, <laughs> of Instagram users are under the age of 22. So 22 million teens are logging into Instagram mm-hmm. every day in the United States. How do we help our young women in particular uh, get past that viewing their life through the comparison of, of places mm-hmm. like Instagram and, and other social media forums? Yeah, I think it's about thinking critically. And so when we talk about this with with adolescents, we we talk about what are the photos not showing, right? And what they're not showing is how many outfit changes it took to get that one photo. How many different poses did it take to get that one photo? How many twists and turns into the light did it take to get that photo? I mean, I think if if many of us looked at, you know, our, our phones, which is our primary, you know, camera at this point, there would be reams of photos that we probably should delete. You know, the dog is moving in the background or someone's eyes are half closed. And so I think what we ask teens to do is really think critically about what is this photo not showing. And that leads to a larger conversation about depth of individuals that is also not shown when we just see snapshots of these highly curated images. Uh, That is such a critical point. Uh, Every parent out there uh, should be listening to this in triplicate today. Uh, what are we not showing in these photos? And then, as you said, uh, where's what 
depth are we missing uh, or not missing in something that seems uh, so superficial? What are some of the other things that especially parents can do to engage in this crucial conversation? Sometimes it's an uncomfortable conversation uh, with our teenage girls. Yeah, I think that part of the conversation should also be about awareness of when individuals start to feel jealous or they start to feel inadequate, that that should be a warning sign that it's time to take a break and get back into touch with reality. And those conversations with parents, I think, are crucial because the the wisdom of simply living more years, I think, can provide that direction because we all have fallen into that trap. You know, certain things, certain items that we didn't know we wanted until we saw advertised, you know, over and over again. I mean, we, that's just human nature, right? So what we're exposed to, we're influenced by. And so I think for parents to help their daughters understand that when those feelings come up, it likely is not about some real inadequacy that they have, but it is about what they are comparing themselves to. And so I think that kind of coaching, that emotional awareness of when you feel these feelings, take a break, check back in with reality, can be a a fantastic way to reground our girls to reality. Yeah, I think that's so important. 32% of the teen girls uh, said that they, when they had uh, felt bad or had those feelings of inadequacy about their bodies or about what they were doing or not doing, uh, Instagram generally made them feel worse, <laughs> not better, Yeah, uh, which I think is also an important part of that conversation. One, uh, nothing should ever cause you to feel inadequate. Uh, I think that's an important conversation for parents and, and teenage girls to have, teenage boys as well, by the way. Uh, but I think especially as we focus on these teenage girls, those feelings of inadequacy, as you pointed out, uh, when you feel that, it, it is time to step away. And I think one of the challenges is that when people don't step away, they can post their own content for the sake of receiving that external validation or likes, right, Um, to try to feel a sense of belonging, which we know every teenager wants, right? Every teenager wants to feel like they belong, that they're accepted. And so sometimes what we see kids fall into is posting content that may not even necessarily be a reflection of their values or their character, just simply to get the reinforcement of the likes. And so I think we also need to um, coach kids to, when they feel those feelings, not only should they take a break, but they really should not post anything in an attempt to try to get their emotional needs met. We see kids get into really sticky situations in an attempt to just try to get their basic need to feel accepted, you know, met. Uh, I had not thought of it in that framing. I love that because uh, often we just say, you know, just stop scrolling, just stop, you know, stop going through all of that. But they also should stop posting. That is so important because getting that false sense of validation uh, is is worse and compounds the problem in the long term, I would guess. Well, and certainly, too, if they are posting content that may be just a step or two outside of the norm for them, mm. I think it can reinforce this this alternative version of themselves, therefore curating their own image, right, on, on their social media that may not actually be grounded in, in who they really are as individuals. Yeah. 
vital information, crucial conversation. Uh, Jessica Holtzbauer is a licensed clinical social worker at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute, adjunct instructor of psychiatry at the University of Utah. Uh, Jessica, you've given us a lot to think about. Uh, Parents, this is one you want to go back to. This is important stuff. Great tips and strategies uh, for helping especially our teen girls navigate their way through the social media challenges uh, that we face in our time. Uh, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll have you back. We need to continue this conversation. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Uh, Again, that's uh, Jessica Holtzbauer. It's so important. There's some great strategies in there. I had not looked at some of those things in terms of not just get your teenager to stop scrolling and looking at things on Instagram, stop them from posting because they're getting a false validation in terms of their value. Uh, So many things we got to make sure we do do different and do better in that conversation. Stay with us. We're going to round out the show coming up next. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.